You are now listening to Sir Inks, the Experience Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything kink. Now, this podcast is only catered to those that are 18 and above and may not be suitable for work, or as we like to say, NSF. But remember, you can always listen to us during your private time. Hello, kinky and kinkiers folk out there. My name is Sir Ink, and on this podcast... I'm going to discuss red flags. Yes, red flags. And why do we not see some red flags? Even though when you come into this lifestyle and if you're learning, you're taught about red flags. But why, even though we're taught about red flags and we're taught about our rights and we're taught about what our roles are, and what safeguards are, what aftercare is, why, 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 why do we ignore the obvious? And some red flags are, I would say, maybe not so obvious. And when they become obvious, you already may be so committed to that person or so attached to that person or so connected to that person that you're willing to write off a red flag as uh, like, oh, that's how he or she is. Instead of saying, that's a red flag, that's a violation of me and this needs to change or stop. So why do we keep going down that road ignoring red flags, ignoring the signs, or when the signs do pop up, why do we not address it and pause everything until those things resolve? Why? And it is my belief that we are so thirsty. We are so wanting this lifestyle. We are so wanting that connection. We are so wanting to to serve or to be served, or to protect, or to guide, that we ignore red flags. And a lot of times, the red flags are discussed in a way of uh, a dominant maybe taking advantage of a submissive. But we also know that that goes the other way around. You have a submissive that takes advantage of the situation with a dom. And so... A lot of times what I see from the stories I've heard, a lot of times we want the experience. Oh my God, we want the experience. We want we want to feel what other people feel about the lifestyle. You know, the connection, you know, the in-depth uh, serving, the in-depth sessions and, the, you know, the sexual pleasure. And we want all that. And we ignore the obvious that this person in total is not good for us. And eventually this house of cards will fall, but I'm sitting here acting like it's not going to fall. I'm trying to hope that it gets brighter. It gets better. And like I said, a lot of times we feel as though we can help fill the cracks that people have within them. With, with our love and our protection, and we hope that that is enough to get them to see something more, something better. 
But no, red flags are red flags. And when you see red flags, don't continue to play on. You know, especially if you're deeming those red flags to be like, oh, he's a fake. You absolutely got to shut that down. You have to be able to spot fakes from the beginning. They can't even get into your zone. Now, you may have someone that gives you red flags, but it's from something from their past and not necessarily uh, not necessarily that they're fake. They could be a true dom. They could be a true sadist. They could be a true submissive. But the things from their past still come up and that impedes on what you guys, what you two or you three or you four or your this this family, this this connection that you formed is not cohesive because not everybody's on the same page and someone is allowing some energy from somewhere else to come between the good vibes that y'all have. And so it's imperative to understand what red flags are to you. What a red flag is to me may not be a red flag to another dominant. What's a red flag to one submissive may not be a red flag to another submissive. And we must understand ourselves before we can understand what we really want and how some of the things will become, red flags will become you know, apparent to you, especially as your submissive and dominance are coming to you, asking you to be with them and they have to lay out those things, right? And you have guys that are lay out or, or doms that are lay out, you know, you should serve me, get on your knees, you know, get your, get your breast out, play with yourself. You know, all this kind of domineering stuff. You know, I need I need access to your social media. You know, all this kind of, you know, controlling stuff. You know, which, in my opinion, is not a good way to start your dynamic off. Once you guys have come to a, a point of knowing each other that you do agree to get into a dynamic, then you can start rolling out into character. But to jump out into character early is like... But they say those that run fast tend to slip. And so people that are running hard and fast out the gate got to be a little leery of them. You know, like, you know, may have and guys that are dimes that are online may know that you might get somebody coming to pay. I want to be a submissive. I can submit to you now. Tell me what to do, what you want. Da, 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 la, la, la. And I want to post you, daddy. But daddy this, daddy that, sir this, sir that. I mean, you just have to be careful other people that come in hot and heavy. Hot and heavy is a red flag. Hot and heavy is a red flag because it's a pace that, number one, can you keep up with? And number two, can they keep it up? And I've realized a lot of people just come in for a quick burst. They come in for a quick jump in and they really don't have any long-term thought process with any of this stuff. And so... When you come in hot and heavy, it's a pace to things. It's a pace to relationships. There's a, a pace to situations. Situationships is what they call them now, right? But there's a pace. If I was going to do a session with someone for the first time, I don't take them to the depths of my own 
debauchery primarily unless I understand that the depths of their debauchery is the same. But if I'm a guide, I can't take them down but so fast. I have to lead up into some things. And then sometimes you'll come out of a session like, I could have poured more on. You know, I could have poured more on, but just a room for improvement. When you come in so hot and heavy, you can tote the line of abuse and like, okay, wow, if all this was the one first session, what possibly could be next? And people can become afraid and scared of what's next because you've taken them down so fast, so hard, and so heavy. Because remember, when you're doing impact play, you're taking someone to another state of being, not only physically, but mentally and, and spiritually as well, it can get that way, you know? And so you have to be conscious of, let me take this person, you know, moderately along and ramp up as we go. Now, if you're in session and they're saying, hey, you can, be, you can pour on a little heavy, then pour on more. But what I'm saying is don't come in heavy handed. Come in kind of light to medium handed and see where you, and see how the reaction is going and then ramp up. For submissives, if you truly want to submit, if you agree with the gentleman in question, if you like him, if you like what he's about and you feel as though you can submit to him, why be disagreeable? Why try to challenge his authority? Why be a why be a disruptor? Now a lot of times brats can be considered to be along this slash of being disruptors, disgruntled, never satisfied, you know, having that kind of uh that kind of you know, that brat behavior. However, there are some women and I would say and I'm, I deal with women, so I'm going to say women. But, of course, doms can be male or female and subs can be male or female. But in my, in my experience with female submissives that are brats or have brat tendencies, not all brats are disruptors. They have their moments, but not all of them are like the disgruntled type or always challenging type smart ass remarks type they're not all the same not everybody's the same some people definitely have some bratty uh tendencies that's more like i need your attention and it's not in a bad way it's just like i i, I need you daddy or need you sir or whatever the case may be it's more so like a need right a needy kind of thing than it is a i'm not getting my way i'm gonna knock the I'm not the cup off the table, you know, that kind of need and attention. So there's a difference in, in, in brats as well. And, and it's also up to you to know as a dom, I don't, I don't really like brats. That's not really my thing. They don't really do it for me. So if you know that, then you don't go that route. If you're the type that do not want a slave, someone who's going to go that far in the servitude, and you really like more of a baby girl, then that's cool too. But it's all about knowing yourself. And the same thing for 
submissives. It's the same thing. You have to know what suits you and what type of dom suits you best, right? So if you're a baby girl, you need more of a daddy dom. A sir might work. A master, maybe not. If you're a brat, right, brats, daddy doms, maybe even masters could do well with you. If you're the type that's, you know, real bratty and, and real flippity of the mouth, you might need a master, someone who's going to check you. That might be what you need is to be put in place, right? Uh, whereas though daddy doms with brats sometimes let them get over too much. Because they look at, oh, baby girl, you know, they have a smooth or nonchalant way of dealing with it. But you need to know if you can handle a dom that ignores you or do you need the dom that's going to respond to you and set your mind right or set or put you in a place that you feel as though you need to be back in. And that's the kind of attention you need. If you're more of the serving type, you know, a sir or a master may be better for you, especially if you're a, if you're a slave, right? If you're a slave, you want to serve and be told what to do all the time. You don't want to think. You want to have your choices early. You do have rights even as a slave. However, your primary your primary reason for being in it is to just give yourself. Is to give it all. You know, and that's a different position to be in. So this is why we need to make proper choices early. We need to make proper choices early. We need to understand where red flags are. But to understand red flags are is to understand who you are. Understand who you are, why you are in the lifestyle, what you want from it, and be staunch on getting that. And now allowing variables, you have to have some wiggle room, but not too many different variables because a lot of them variables that you ignore are red flags. But again, what a red flag for a baby girl may not be a red flag for a slave. So you have to understand who you are primarily, have that well thought out, have that programmed in you, because when it all, when the attention comes to you, you need to be able to diver differentiate what is healthy for you and what's going to help you get to where you want to go and what is not healthy for you and what is anti-productive to where you want to go. But what do you think? Leave a comment below. You know where to find me, Sir and Q, on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. And again, Facebook, not so much, but definitely Instagram and YouTube. You can also email me at sirinq09.gmail.com. And until next time, peace.